0: This is a kansas memory a kansas state historical society podcast featuring glimpses of kansas history from documents in the library and archives collections in november kansas voters will elect our 46th governor to replace mark parkinson who took office in april 2009 after governor Sibelius accepted a position in the president's cabinet today we're looking back at issues that were considered important in past gubernatorial elections Dr. Bob Beatty, a professor of political science at Washburn University, conducted interviews from 2004 to 2008 with former governors for the Kansas Governor's Recorded History and Documentary Project. And these interviews are the basis of a series of articles being published by Kansas History Magazine. Governor Robert Docking and Governor Bennett were deceased, but Dr. Beatty was able to record interviews with John Anderson, William Avery, John Carlin, Mike Hayden, Bill Graves, and Kathleen Sebelius. This podcast features his December 2003 and December 2006 interviews with the earliest governor of the group, John Anderson, Jr., who held office from January 9, 1961 to January 11, 1965. When he ran for governor in 1960, John Anderson had held three elected offices, Johnson County prosecutor from 1947 to 1953, state legislator till 1956, then Kansas attorney general. George Docking was running for a third term, the first governor to ever do so. Governors at that time were elected to two-year terms and could be re-elected up to three times. One clear difference between the candidates was that Governor Docking was opposed to the death penalty and no prisoners were executed during his tenure, whereas Anderson had a history of prosecuting criminals who received the death penalty. Well,
1: every speech that I made, I worked in at least a little part of it that uh, George Docking was not the type of governor we wanted for another term in his handling of his authority as the the uh, governor of the state dealing with uh, death penalty and commutation of sentence. George Docking uh, commuted the sentence of a of a person that had been tried and convicted in Wyandotte County, Kansas. Well, you know how long it takes anymore to get the appeals and all like that done. It didn't used to take nearly as long as it does now. But it did take quite a while. And by the time it got to George Docking, uh, the guy asked for commutation of the sentence and to uh, break it down from death penalty to life imprisonment, which Docking did. He said, I am conscientiously, that's the word he used, I am conscientiously opposed to the death penalty. Well... You know, the governor uh, has that uh, power of commutation of a sentence, but it's supposed to be used uh, to correct error or wrongs of some type. He shouldn't substitute his conscientious objection for the rule of law and the finding of it of a jury of 12 of his peers and that's what happened and I criticized him for that and I said we don't need a governor that's gonna think he's bigger than the jury system that we have in the in the law every crowd I talked to wanted to hear about the death penalty and they'd clap when I'd tell them what I thought it ought to be and uh... during the time now to tell you what the short history in this state of Kansas is on it during the time I was governor I denied executive clemency to five people who were charged and tried and ordered to be executed. Two of them were the Clutter family murderers, Hickok and Smith. And then the other two that were executed were Latham and York. One other one was from Leavenworth and his case came to me while I was governor and I denied executive clemency in that case. This was a young fellow, college student, going to KU, and he wanted to use his dad's car for a date. And the dad said, you've abused your right of using the car. He'd he been caught speeding, and uh, and didn't bring the car home as he was supposed to. His dad said no. This kid went upstairs, believe it or not, in his own house, got a gun, and he went downstairs, and he shot and killed his father. He killed his mother, and he killed his 16-year-old sister, all three in the same room. The jury said, execute him. And I, I went through on that. Those are the last six people that have been executed in this state.
0: Governor Anderson is remembered for the enormous changes that were made in the state's public education system during his administration. The number of school districts was reduced from over 1,000 to just 303. Increased state aid reduced the school's dependence on local property taxes. Anderson also oversaw the beginning of state support for junior colleges and municipal universities and brought Wichita University into the state college system. Consolidation of small school districts and the extent of state support for public education are still important issues.
1: I've been told and it was said that uh, I was an education governor. Insofar as education is concerned, I recommended that that uh, we increase. Now there'd been a there'd been a little bit of state aid out of money collected from sales tax and the property tax collections that went to the state, distributed back to schools, but nothing like enough to give good support to the schools so that they didn't have to levy such a high tax against the homeowners because that's the basis for the support of schools traditionally is from the property tax. And uh, I recommended that we uh, give substantially higher uh, state aid to elementary and high schools in the state and that to do it, uh, do it in a manner that the state education department had recommended that we get rid of by consolidation of schools all these little schools throughout the state. And I think we had well over a 1,000 of them then, well over a 1,000. School districts, I'm talking about, and little schools where the whole district would only have 10 students in it. And uh, by consolidation, we've brought them in. I called the state superintendent of public instruction, at the peak of this morning to be sure I knew what I was talking about. (laughs) And and she told me that we've got 303 districts for schools from grade one through 12 in the entire state of Kansas now, 303. We had well over 1,000 in 1961. Recommended the first support of the, by the state in 1961, first year I was governor, uh, to support uh, the uh, the university, the municipal universities. Washburn was one of them, and uh, Wichita was one of them, and those schools were giving uh, higher education And supporting it for the municipalities and uh, I recommended uh, state aid for them and legislature brought state aid for the junior colleges for the municipal colleges uh, throughout the state and of course all of the state schools like Manhattan and KU and Hayes they were all aboard as state supported totally state supported schools and uh, and also later after the first or second year recommended that they bring Wichita University into the state system you see Wichita was the biggest city in Kansas then by quite a few people and and they were maintaining that university at Wichita, and from the standpoint of budget and money, expenditures, they were going broke every year. Truly. And so I recommended we take Wichita into the state system, just like Hayes and Emporia and Pittsburgh. Those are the three, besides KU and Manhattan. And we had, a, we had a scramble on that, but we got it.
0: After his second term ended in 1965, Anderson returned to private practice and remained active in public service. He ran again for governor in 1972 against George Dawkins' son, Robert, who served four terms as governor from 1967 to 1975. Anderson was defeated in the Republican primary by Morris K. He later retired to Overland Park, Kansas. This has been a Kansas Memory, a Kansas Historical Society podcast. The documents used in this podcast are from Kansas Memory, a virtual repository of primary sources from our collections. The URL for this website is www.kansasmemory.org.